1: The Joe Ingalls Show with DJ and PK is brought to you by Cypress Credit Union for a limited time only. Get a free Utah Jazz signed Joe Ingalls jersey, when you open a new dream checking account with direct deposit at Cypress Credit Union. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future. Time to welcome in Joe Ingalls. Joe, good morning. Hello, Joe. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Joe, you're breaking up. I don't know how you are. I can't go on until I know how you are. <laughs> yeah. He's there. He's here. All right. So I'm curious. Uh, we we heard Donovan was out uh, uh, shooting around, breaking a little bit of a sweat before the uh, before the game with the Blazers, which I guess is a good sign on the road to recover. And I'm just wondering, do you ever look at him and say, would you hurry up and get back out here? I want my normal rollback. <laughs> I want balance in the universe. You ever did he drop any of that on him? Yeah. I mean, when I'm getting <laughs> when I'm
2: getting pressured full court for the right. whole game, um, there are times that I'm like, I wish someone was one of those two, was, one of them was out there with me. Um, but obviously health is, is is first and foremost, and they need to both, not just Donovan, Mike as well, both need to be um, 100% healthy or as, as close to, obviously, with this, this kind of time of the year. Um, before heading into the playoffs, um, would I appreciate and like to play with one of them again or both of them? Like, absolutely. Cause it makes my job so much easier. Um, like I said, we've got said it before, we've got one of the best, if not the best healthcare performance team in the, in the league and that, that I've been with anyway in, in my career too. So, um, you just got to kind of trust the process with them a little bit. And, um, let them, let them get back when they're
3: healthy. I'm wondering to me as it seems like this season is just dragging on and it's like get to the playoffs already and it sort of reminds me of like the last few games before the All-Star break and you've had a long stretch of games, travel, blah 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 and it's like get to the All-Star break and we'll regroup. Is that a fair assessment to where you guys might be not only physically but mentally?
2: Um... Yeah, I mean, I think a little bit. I we've haven't sat in the locker room and talked about it, or hasn't kind of come up with our oh, guys tired or, or mentally kind of fatigued or, or whatever. Um, I think a bit of it is, is, is just it is kind of what it is, really. Like it, we all, I mean, we knew however long ago we were going to be in the playoffs. Did we know? Yeah, we we're going to be pretty high up on the ladder, um, uh, somewhere in in that well, I guess when we get to that playoff stage. Um, and I think with, I mean, like you said, with the injuries too, you throw them in and, and a few of us have been playing a bit more or different roles um, a little bit. And it's, some days it's a bit more of a grind. Um, but, like okay, I mean, it is what it is. The schedule is what it is. And um, we're just going to go out and, and finish these two games off, I think, like I've said, all, all year and, And especially to you guys, like we've, we've wanted to just keep getting better and better each game. And we've never talked about being number one or two or three or four or or, or trying to do this or someone's averaging this. It's just been about getting better each game. And um, we've hit some, some, some games that we we haven't played well. And we've, we've been able to kind of turn around and fix those things. So um, it's no different with, with these next two games. We've got, uh, I think, I mean, I, I'm pretty confident. I think they're both out of the playoffs, regardless. Of these OKC and Sacramento, and for those guys, it's it's playing for, for contracts or pride or the, the coach coaches still trying to push them um, that development side of things. So uh, we, we still know that they're, they're going to be two uh, two tough games, and, and for us, it's about like I think getting ready for the, the playoffs, and um, yeah, just just keeping that momentum going going forward.
1: So I'm curious what you can say to uh, some of the younger players who are in a spot that you were in a few years ago with the Jazz where you're on the team, but you're not sure how much everybody loves you or how long you're going to be on the team. You're playing either a little bit or maybe you're not even sure if you're playing, and it varies night to night, and then you have a rough game. I would think that would just be brutal. As you got the dream, and you're trying to, and you're laughing because it is brutal, and you were in it. And what can you say to a guy who's, you know, coming off a one for nine night, and you're looking at him like, you you may not believe this dude, but I feel your pain. Been there, done that. Yeah,
2: for sure. No, it's, um, I mean, it's a it's a tough situation. It's everybody on our rosters um, earned their way onto the roster, whether it be drafted or free agency or whatever, however they got there. Um, and the, the the like getting on the, it might sound silly but like getting on the roster is probably the easier part but then actually getting on the court and being consistent and playing consistent minutes and having a role or, or whatever it is, is is the hard part really um, you've especially especially when you're on the number one or two top two or three whatever however number how many teams you want to put in that category but when you're in that top echelon of teams it's it's hard to get out there um, we're a deep team we've we 've obviously proved that we've we've been able to put guys in um, at different times through injury and guys have played well maybe they they play bad maybe it's one of us that plays bad like whatever the reason is um, but it's a it's a tough situation you've got to you've got to kind of i don't want to quote john Bede, but like trust that process a little bit of um, Like the work you're putting in every day, and and the coaches see that. The coaches know what you're doing. Um, You want to obviously get an opportunity and try and take advantage of the opportunity. Sometimes it's hard at the end of a game. You might get two minutes, and they've like I think last night we put four, four or five the the bench in there at the end. And um, it's, it's. I mean, I think and and then Pauls still had their starters in, so they're playing against Dame and these guys. um, So it's a a tough situation and. I don't think I would, I would. I don't know from inside, but I would strongly believe that uh, management isn't judging or, or making any assumptions on these guys from a, a minute at the end of a game. It's it's the the work over the course of a the season that they, they, they see the guys getting in there and um, putting in that extra work, getting extra shots up, getting an extra lift in um, when that opportunity comes. To play with the rotation players, being ready to to do that and and contributing, and like you said, I mean, go one for like they're they're not getting um, black mark or ticked or, or whatever it is on on what they shoot from the, the field. It's the the work that they have to put in, and um, it's frustrating at times because you you could go a whole year without really playing meaningful minutes, and this year even even tougher without the G League because they would usually. Um, a lot of our guys would have been with the G League for, for a lot of the season and then obviously coming up and down um, the two ways and, and sort of our G League guys would have been with us probably at this point of the year with um, the, the season finishing with the G League. So um, it's tough. You've, you've, you've got to almost put your head down, bum up and just just keep going to work every day and and, and when that opportunity comes, try and take advantage of it.
3: So you played the Nuggets the other night, and I was glad you beat him because the number one reason for me is that Austin Rivers really, really bugs me. He acts (laughs) like he's got a ton of street cred, and he grew up rich. Does he bug you the way he bugs me?
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, my honest opinion is I don't really have much thought or concern for Austin Rivers or (laughs) or anyone else on that team or anyone else on any other team. Um, My thoughts and my care and my all, all that is put into my team and, and my coaching staff and my family and um, yeah, I mean, there's there's guys that hit a couple of shots and might act a little bit different and then you see the box score the next night and they're 0 for 8 or something, it's pretty funny at times but um, no, I don't, like, it just doesn't at the heat of the moment in the game, if someone's doing something to try and show us up or or not even be disrespectful, but like just just trying to do a bit extra than what they normally do. I, I have no problem saying something to to, to these people, but um, nah, I I have zero concern or or effort or anything to to other people that aren't aren't on my roster.
3: Well, he bugs me. <laughs>
2: So I don't know next time. Next time you're allowed uh, when it gets back to normal and you guys are actually allowed to shoot around, I want you to go to shoot around, and I want you to tell Austin Rivers that he really bugs you.
3: Yeah, okay, I will. All right.
1: I'll be waiting for it. <laughs>
3: All
1: right, speaking of saying things, I don't know if if Royce O'Neill is your best friend on the team. Uh, But he's a good friend on the team, Joe, because I'm pretty sure he saved you some money in that Blazer game. In the first half, you went to the hoop, and you thought you got fouled, and you were not going to have a discussion with the referee. You were going to unload on him. And I saw it was a tight shot on TV, so we couldn't see a lot of what was going on the court as the play was ended. It was a timeout. I think people were going back to the bench. All of a sudden, I see Royce's shoulder, and then all of Royce slide between you and the ref. How much did he calm you down in that moment? How much did you think, oh yeah, Renee's going to be mad if I get another tee?
2: Oh, it's funny because I got a tee uh, uh, a few games ago, a couple games ago. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one it was. Um, and Renee was at the game and I was walking off and obviously I know where she stood. She sat in the same seat for seven years now or whatever. Um, and I like looked up real quick and she was shaking her head at me. <laughs> 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 this is pretty funny. Um, no, I think. I mean, I think I, Royce, uh, I'll buy him a uh, a, a soda or a sparkling water or something today on the <laughs> big takeoff today. Um, but uh, I still got my the the verbal part of what I needed to say out. I just wasn't <laughs> able to get any closer to him. And uh, so maybe it did did uh, save me some money. But uh, he maybe he didn't hear me from as closely. But um, even Dame was like, "Did you just?" To the like, you just <laughs> not hear what he said to you? I was like, no, no, I was talking to myself. I wasn't talking to the referee. <laughs> nice, uh, nice. Good nice.
1: one. <laughs> nice, good. Uh, no, good, I'm going to, uh,
2: I'm going to, I'm done with that. I'm, as if I woke up this morning and had a, uh, I don't know what you call it, uh, at peace moment, and I'm not going to talk to the referees in, in, anymore. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> good one, Joe. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to, I'm focusing on my team. I'm going to help <laughs> the young guys. <laughs> When Trent's out there, I'm going to use the timeout to help help Trent or whoever's out there. Um, watch, just next week. Wingles we come to Jesus moment, right? <laughs> well,
1: Joe, I've I've, I've always felt, felt like to, you told uh, us. I've always felt like you told us as much of the truth as you possibly could. There's some things you're not allowed to say, even if you believe them, and we all get that. But right now. There's no chance. Yeah, on no buying one's this. buying it, Joe. I'm not I'm buying it. Joe. You. <laughs> okay, clip and save, Jake. Clip and save. I decided, I decided
2: that. I decided that it. Whether oh, it's nine twenty or nine nineteen, I decided that that was what I'm going to do. So that's uh, that's all right. Uh, well, next week, whatever day I don't know what the date is. In seven days' time, when I speak to you guys again, and everyone, everybody's watching, and you guys watch the game, and you'll be like, man, you were telling the truth. You really didn't. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, getting teased, yelling at them, putting, like, I'm going to, if I speak to them, there's, there's always time to speak to them, because they, there's things that need to be said at times, but I'll say it in the right <laughs> way, I'll say it with the correct the correct tone, and I'll put my nicest Australian accent on, and we'll, uh, and I'll keep it moving. I'm going to focus on my team, myself, and my young guys, and
1: that's it. I wish we were allowed in the team facility right now because I would go pull 100 people. Uh-oh. And I think it would be 100 to nothing that they'd be with PK and I and nobody would be with you. All
2: right. Well, I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> if you were allowed to put a little wage on we'll it, uh, we'll put a lunch on it. How about that?
3: No, I think what it is is that they must have some citizenship award that they give, and Joe wants to win it now. Maybe he get a couple, couple, a couple extra hundred bucks or something.
2: Just don't send the uh, voice clip of this to Quinn because he'll hold me to it.
3: That's what we're talking about. Uh. <laughs> uh. I'm wondering. There's been a lot of talk on this play-in stuff. With uh, Cuban came out against it. I think Doncic, LeBron, the spokesman for the league, he came out against it. I don't know how much you've paid attention, but have you noticed any increased intensity at the end of the stretch of the season because of this play-in?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it. Um, I honestly, I don't watch too many other teams or games, so I don't know exactly where everyone is or who's exactly fighting for what um, at this point. But I think, like, looking at it, uh, whatever in the preseason when they announced it, I think it definitely um, gets rid of some of the obvious uh, resting of players or whatever it may be. Because I think. Um, if you're a team that's around that whatever it is, like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven even, um, and you've got a chance, like you you're gonna put everything into to finishing as high as you can. Um like finishing fourteenth doesn't really get you anything finishing eleventh. Like you but if you can get into the into the plane and you're in the playoffs and then you like who knows, you might get a matchup that you that you feel really confident about. Um or well, you might be the the eighth seed that beats the the seventh or whatever the thing is, and then you, your seventh seed matchup is better for you than um, what the eighth seed might have been, or, or the number one seed, um, who, depending on who you're playing. So I think it, um, yeah, I think it, it it definitely helps. I think like would I say the same thing if we were in ninth and, or seventh or eighth or whatever and playing in for it? Like maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it's a bit more frustrating. Um, because I do, on the flip side of that, I do see the point of, like, there's 72 games, 82 games, whatever we play a year, and if you're five, six, seven, eight games ahead of the ninth and tenth seeds, is it completely fair that you should be still playing off when you clearly have been a better team in the regular season? Like, that's the where, where it gets a bit 50-50. Um, but it is what it is, I think. I think someone said the ratings and and people loved it in the in the bubble, Um, and obviously the bubble. And Orlando was a bit of a different experience last year, but I think um, everybody loved that. Like I'll watch the games. I I think it'd be cool to watch. Like you're watching the nine and ten team playing off. It's one game, and same with the seventh and eighth. And then if the tenth team ends up playing the seventh team and they win, like it would be, it'd be cool to watch. Um, again, probably not cool if you are that seventh-eight team and you're <laughs> struggling, or, or you're not playing well, or you've got some guys out with injuries or COVID or whatever it is, um, and you end up potentially losing. Um, but um, yeah, it's, I understand both sides of, of people's arguments um, about it with uh, the seedings or, or your matchups, but. Um, the funny part is that none of the players really get to make decisions. We just, we just do what we're told. um If you're in there, you're in there. If you're not, um, you get ready. I mean, the other part is being first, second seed. You can't, You obviously can't uh, prepare too much for your, uh, for your series. So uh, our, our coaching staff will be preparing for uh, four teams um, up until obviously the day of the game or... or right after post that, that last game.
1: All right, we know you got to run, Joe. I'm just curious. Have you seen the video from the TV broadcast when you passed up an open three against the Blazers and Quinn, like, flinched and recoiled in horror? When did I pass up an
2: open three? In the in the Blazer game. It's on my Twitter. Well, I know th- that, but I played bloody 32 minutes back. What uh, your- I think <laughs>
1: it was... You were shooting in front of the Jazz bench. It was... To t- it might have been second quarter, I think. Is it were- when... Uh, Someone went under the pick and roll, I think. Yeah, you were on the far side from the bench and, and you exchanged. It wasn't a true screen. You just kind of, whoever was dribbling, and they dribbled away from the Jazz bench. You ran towards the Jazz bench. They threw you the ball. You had it open. For some reason, you hitched, and then the defender closed down on you and you shot a step back three.
2: Oh, and, I do remember that now. That you yeah, that, and that you've sure.
1: got to see—you got to see the video of Quinn. <laughs> it's clear as daylight. He just like spins and sits down and flinches. He was in physical pain watching you pass up that three.
2: You got to see the. No, video. I mean I. Yeah, I obviously, I can't remember the exact like what happened, but obviously didn't catch the ball properly, or, yeah, I don't know, maybe I thought I was going to drive it or something, but, um, I think I've done a pretty good job of shooting when I've been open. Uh, obviously not on that one. Obviously not for, for that one for Quinn, but um, no, it's been um, one of those things. It's It's, it's been, the, the truth too is it's been very different. The shots I've been getting as a starting point guard instead of as a 6th, 7th man off the bench with... The, the style of, of play a lot more off the dribble threes, a lot more off the dribble pick and roll threes early in the clock threes, um, which I'm not complaining about at all. Uh, but it's just a, a very different variety of shots. So it's been it's been a learning experience for me to to play full time point guard in the NBA for uh, I don't even know what it's been now a couple of weeks maybe. Um, so I've learned, I mean, I've learned a lot. I think I've done a reasonable job. I think I've played some some really for bad games or bad situations but um, I think for me and for the team it'll it'll be good in the long run me being able to play these minutes that if something does happen again or we're out or foul trouble or someone's injured or knock on wood whatever happens um, I've played pretty heavy heavy minutes at the point guard for, for a few weeks here leading into the playoffs so uh, um, it's been fun but like I said I'll be more than happy to have my, my point
1: guards back yeah <laughs> Well, Joe, we appreciate a few minutes. We know you've got to get tested. Thanks for joining us. Of course. No worries, guys. Joe Ingles join us every week here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you haven't seen that video of Quinn, uh, you'll probably get a giggle out of it. Uh, check it out. It's on Twitter, David DJ James, and other people tweeted it out as well. It was pretty noticeable when it happened. All right, when we come back, we'll get you up to speed on everything we've been talking about in this show, including Dennis Rodman's 60th birthday. That's next. Stay with us.
0: <laughs> Number one. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest-rated, most-listened-to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, and the Zone Sports Network.
3: As an organization, it's things that, you know, you can do better as well. But I'll just say this, for, for Joe Brady's growth, that organization, they'll have to, like, just practice different things you know, in in, in different ways. Um, like one of the things we didn't do much of when I was there, we didn't practice two minute really. We didn't practice red zone. You, you didn't practice on Fridays there, but you walk through like the red. You walk through the red zone stuff, and then Saturday you come out and practice red zone, but you only get like fifteen live reps and guys oh, reps all are the way limited.
1: <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater now a Bronco. Apparently things weren't all that smooth in Carolina behind the scenes, PK. Joe Brady's
3: the offensive coordinator, only 31 years old. Uh, That's who he referenced, Joe Brady there. Yeah, but Bridgewater claiming that, uh, what's that new coach from Baylor, Rule, that uh, he didn't practice, and Rule came out and said that he was comfortable with what he was doing. But the first thing I thought when they were slacking off his practice is Allen Iverson's
1: got a new favorite team. Yeah, he's all about the Panthers. <laughs> Panthers are talking about Isn't he from practice. that area
3: too? It's somewhere. Ractis.
1: Is he from Virginia? Or... I thought he was from like Virginia Beach or something, but I have to look it up. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't thought about it in a long time. Some Somewhere down yeah. in that region. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh,
3: Ridgewater with some parting shots as he goes out the door as that lasted one season, and they got Sam Darnold in there now. See what he can do for the Carolina, I always want to call them the Cougars. It's like
1: the old NBA team, isn't it? ABA. ABA did I say NBA? I meant ABA, yeah. yeah. Old ABA team. So it's the
3: Carolina Panthers, of course. Yes.
1: Well, that division should have opened up a little bit, right? I mean, you got Tampa Bay at the top, but at least you don't have New Orleans also with Breeze well, retiring. Don't, don't. How big a hit don't, are hold, they going to take? Hold,
3: hold. I don't know. 500.
1: 500. Wow. Team. You think so? It's tough at the top of my head, yeah. 500. Well, you can't go 500 anymore. I'm going to have a problem with this 17-game season. Like everything, you can go five hundred like, ten and six meant something. You could get a. Uh, tie. You could go eight, eight and one. Yes, eight, I eight eight know and who one. had the tie last year. Was it the Browns? Did they tie somebody? The Browns had a tie last year, I believe yeah, So team.
3: you can you can do that, but I get your point. Yeah. So so what you're saying is David James of Channel Two does not think not my believer. former employer that he does not believe in Taysom Hill. That's what you just admitted right here on national radio. <laughs>
1: National radio? Well, with the internet. With everything. the internet, everything's international. Yeah. I don't know why you're downgrading us to national. On global radio. Well, because I always... I, I, be the, no, I put America first. a kid. Is he going to be <laughs> the... Um, is he like going to be the one. starter for
3: sure? If Sean Payton has a brain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater was getting a little more than 15 live reps mm-hmm. in the old red zone when Sean Payton was coaching him.
3: So, in my mind, NFL MVP is Zach Wilson 1, Taysom Hill 2, Fred Warner 3, <laughs> Kyle Van Ooy 4. That a kid. And that's just because they don't give it to uh, offensive linemen, or else I'd have Christensen. I was say, in there. Brady Christensen's probably on that <laughs> list at that point.
1: Well, they don't give it to him. Garrett them. Bowles is wondering, what the heck? Why are you biased against me? Well, we're in Utah
3: County now It's Cedar Hills Golf Course, so of course, I'm oh, okay, slanted so that's it. towards BYU. Once you move past South hey, Mountain,
1: Garrett Bowles is from Utah County, though. So,
3: no, I He's he's an offensive lineman. They don't
1: don't wreck the shtick, yacht. They don't ever. You get, and your literal truths, hey.
3: Uh, hey. <laughs> Offensive linemen can go way high in the draft, but they
1: never get any. No, you can't run be the MVP. <laughs> you could pancake 752 guys, and now I'll not allow a sack for a decade, and you're yeah. not getting an MVP vote. Which is funny because football, I
3: believe, is the ultimate team game, and I can be all that. But if the guy on the other side sucks, well. Right.
1: But the MVP su- is the best quarterback or running back award. I mean, that's what it is.
3: Uh, yeah, not so much running back anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, used to be when we were growing up, running back. Tony Dorsett and Earl Campbell and yeah. those Emmitt guys. Smith, uh, Walter Emmitt Payton. Smith, yeah, those guys were just legends. Right. Now, I don't even think – Alvin Kamara is a good player, but I don't think he's got a snowball's chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because they seem you – know, especially with the rules being what they are. have to but, see,
1: like, Derrick Henry had a massive season. Where did he come in in the MVP voting? And that was unusual. It was. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what it takes to yeah. break through this forest of quarterbacks. Yeah. So the NFL schedule is out, and it is Cowboys and Buccaneers on Thursday night. Man, the NFL doesn't miss a beat. And not only did they have these great marquee games plugged in, the week four it's Tom Brady going back to New England. So that's a Sunday night game. They don't miss a beat there. But I was telling you earlier that uh, two of our sports producers, Tim Peterson's a huge Raider fan. So he was already trying to figure out how many times he's going to be sitting at his desk and the Broncos. Tell or those the guys, Chiefs hello, are gonna I miss them. I will. And how many times are the Broncos or the Chiefs going to be on when he wants to watch his silver and black? And he and Matt Comer were going through it. And, they, and the first thing, and it was, I could hear them. You know, they were going, talking aloud there in, the, in the, our little corner of the room. And the, the, they're offset a lot. I mean, there's some times where you have to choose between one of them, but it's amazing. Who am I choosing between? The Broncos, the Chiefs, the Raiders. Well, that's among, of course, not between. Thank you. But uh... –
3: So just AFC West without the Chargers? Without the Chargers. I got you.
1: Well, the, the fact that Utah geographically is close to Las Vegas, Denver. We've had a lot of Denver games here over the years. But the Chiefs are the team everybody wants to watch. They've got this wildly exciting quarterback, and they've been in two Super Bowls, and everybody wants to watch the winners, right? And so there are these three teams on any given week that can be a lot of interest, and it was amazing going. And I left to go do something, they were like on week seven. But it was amazing. Like in five of the first seven weeks, well, that just weeks, means they didn't have enough to do. Right then, it was a little slow. It was it was a little slow right then. Um, they'd had to do stuff for the six o'clock show, and then you got to wait for the jazz game to start, and there was a little window right there, and that's when they were doing it. And um, it was just that somebody was in the morning, somebody was in the afternoon, somebody was on CBS or somebody was on Fox, so they were offset. There were prime time games for all of them mixed in, and sure. so. I think it'll be what it was last year where there were five or six teams that got about 12 appearances. And I'd have to have the list in front of me. I think the Packers maybe got 10 or 11. But the, the Packers, the Saints, the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Raiders, the bucks those six teams were on a lot in this market. And it's like, well, yeah, people want to see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. No kidding. You know, you're sitting in between two AFC West teams, and you got the at the time, the Super Bowl champ in the division. Of course those three teams are going to be on a lot. you got a local guy who midseason starts playing a lot for the Saints, and they have a Hall of Fame quarterback when he's healthy. So we were seeing a lot of those teams. And, and the NFL, it's like if you bore down, there's a lot of details, and I don't, I don't think it's luck. I think we'll probably see. I mean,
3: they realize they're in an entertainment business. Right.
1: And the Jets, I think, I don't, you know, depending on how their season goes, we'll see how much we see of them because I don't think we'll be seeing a, you know, if they're two and nine or whatever, I don't think we're going to be seeing them. But uh, two of the first three weeks, they'll they'll be, I think week three, they play the Broncos, and I'm sure that game will be on. Well, I look forward to watching Zach to see what he can do. I believe he's going to do well. But I also believe that they should build up the Raider. Oh, and they, and they, I th- here within a game. I think the Raiders were on twelve or thirteen times last year, and I think one they of the games be. that was our team, one of the team, one of the games that wasn't on was the Raiders playing the Broncos, and it's because it was the last week of the season and they were both eliminated. Right, right. And so I, I think one of those teams was twelve and one was thirteen appearances, or it was thirteen and fourteen. I'd have to look it up. I'm but, um,
3: pushing for the Raiders to have all of twelve eighties people down there. I know to right? entertain us for a game to host us. Because we what? put the broadcast on, we have yep. Lincoln Kennedy on. Mm-hmm. We ought to have Musburger on too.
1: That'd be great. I mean, I believe this is an untapped market here. I think they think that too, <laughs> and I think they're really into St. George, but they're into Salt Lake too.
3: Well, St. George is close enough.
1: Yeah, that's Utah. That's easy.
3: That's a that's a hour yeah. hour and a half drive. Yeah, we're into St. George, so it's you know the six degrees. It's only that's only two degrees of separation <laughs> right there. Other stuff we talked of about. Of they're NFL, so you know once they're into St. George, they're into Beaver. Other things
1: we've talked about, he says, moving on. Well, let's see. That's right up to Freeway and Cedar City. And Fillmore. we got it covered. Shout out to Scipio. What up, Scipio? They have people there? They do.
3: Hey, okay. don't forget Cip- Meadow.
1: Somebody's got to staff those two gas stations, the Faces, down the east side of the road. That's true. I
3: wonder where they're coming from. Yeah. Do people live there? I I don't. Is there a population?
1: Uh, I think there is. I've never gone anywhere off the freeway.
3: See, and as you know, uh, I've stayed at the Beaver Temple. I took my wife by that the other day.
1: Did you really? You got off the freeway and said, this is where we went? Well, we were
3: going to the creamery, and you had to get off. When you're coming from St. George, you get off at that exit, and then you go right through. And I was telling her. That's where we stayed.
1: Wikipedia says Scipio has a population of 308 people as of 2019. So there you go. So we talked Utah Jazz and the Portland Trailblazers. And we are really rambling. It's just, we are just bouncing all over the horizon right now. The Jazz. <laughs> just got three
3: messages from Scott Gerard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Jazz, they defended well enough. 105 points. I think the Jazz are 38-6 and this year when they hold teams to 110 or less in regulation. They literally had a Laker game where stars on both teams were out. Uh, that game was produce. tied at 110 and went to overtime. But they have enough offensive firepower. It used to be in the Stockton Malone era, if they held teams under 100 points, they won the game. Different error. Right. And now there's more threes and teams play a little faster, so you're going to have more points scored. Right now, 110 is a magic number. If you're 38-6, and six, when you hold teams— I thought 2 was a magic number. What? When you're 38 and 6, don't be so literal. When you're 38 <laughs> and 6, they you're an excellent team. The whole team, you got the firepower to score and to beat somebody and they don't have the firepower right now. They're 38 and 6 and four of those six losses have come since Donovan Mitchell got hurt. Huh? Two of them were in the Minnesota games. They held Minnesota like 101 and 105. They're defending. We have people on Facebook saying they're not playing hard enough. They don't want it. They're playing plenty hard. They're defending. They're not giving up easy shots. If you're giving up a bunch of easy shots, the Blazers have guys who will, you know, little Lillard, yeah. Lillard, Lillard will go for 40, and the Blazers will score 120 points. And that didn't happen. He's, he's somewhat defenseless. Undefendable. Yeah, I mean, just... What are you going to do when he's on? Yeah. And he hit some of those shots in that game to get to 30 points. The defender was right there. The hand was up. Yeah. Right. And he just... Tip your hat to him. He rose up and hit the shot. He's a all of Fame player. He did it multiple times.
3: Let's yeah. just get through these games here yeah, and, and get these guys back and, and take their <sighs> chances and see where they stack up. That's the way I look at it.
1: Oklahoma City tomorrow night. See if the Jazz can avoid the three-game losing streak. Oklahoma City's really struggling. We'll get to that tomorrow. We'll get to your feedback on today's show next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 12.8 in the zone. It is time now for your feedback. Today's, Today's question, what does it say about the Jazz that they've lost two in a row? That's PK trying to make me laugh because sitting in the locker room, back when we could do that kind of thing. What does it say about this team? You're kind of out of questions, and somebody will throw that out there. What does it say about this team? But it's only after a glorious win. Right. What does it say about this team that you were down by 40 in the second quarter? Does it say you hate the coach? Does it say you rolled over like dogs? No, everybody does, does it. Does it say you have long-term contracts? Yeah. You, you know, nobody asked it then. When you lose, yeah. Yeah, it's always when you win. So there was and, a and It's second, not unique to anybody. A second loss, no, it, it, you hear it all over if you sure. watch post-games. Yeah. It's, and the other thing that was, I think it's cooled down a little bit, but it was, it was almost like it was contagious which I don't know, can you say that? Pre-pandemic, it was contagious. Talk to me about, I was half paying attention to the game while I was talking to my buddies, and I I think rebounding was a thing. Talk to me about rebounding and how it mattered tonight. I'm not sure how it mattered, but I'm pretty sure it kind of did, and I need a question.
3: Well, I think what it said about the Jazz is they need their starting guards back, but we've known that now for almost a month.
1: Brian says, tough matchup when you're missing your star guards and you're going against guards of that caliber. And they're on. Yeah, and they were on. They were on. Kyle says, we can't beat a team with a good backcourt. We haven't done it all year. Portland, Golden State, Phoenix. Okay, wait a minute. You won two out of three with Portland. You won one out of three with Golden State, and you're 0-3 against Phoenix. So you have beat teams with good backcourts. I get your three and six, but that's Does mostly a problem. Does Golden State have
3: a good backcourt, Phoenix. or do they have Steph Curry?
1: <laughs> I think if you have Steph Curry and you, you have a good backcourt. I mean, with your hook shot and Steph Curry's three-point range, you'd be set. Yeah, I'm not
3: that that down on the team. I go back to what I just said before we went to commercial. Get the dudes back, and let's roll out the ball and see what happens. I'm ready for it.
1: Uh we got more people uh, tweeting away at us here uh, <laughs> with your feedback to this thing, and there are people. Uh, we got a high level of sarcasm here today, PK. I'm rubbing off. Yes, that's what's happening. <laughs> it's uh, you, you're. The people are are, uh, learning here. It's got this guy who's, uh, Sam, they suck, all caps, exclamation point. What a horrible season. I've given up on them. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Way to.
3: I did that around midway through that three-month stranglehold on first place.
1: Darren says jazz depth is only so deep when we're relying on our normal rotation guys playing double the minutes. We can only win so many
3: games. Everyone's depth is only so deep.
1: I know, right? You get down to, you get guys, down to guys 11 to 15 and what do you really... Oh,
3: especially now with the payroll being what it is and yeah. the structure that it has. Yes. It's by definition, it has to be only so deep. You're down 9, 10. I think if you got nine guys who can contribute, that's which the most, they have. That's that, the
1: most you can hope for. That's pretty good. Yeah. Everybody else is going to be projects, works in progress. Or so, if
3: not just roster fillers. Like well, they may just, are just are like be AAA. roster fillers.
1: Yeah. Uh, but if guys 7, 8, 9 are about to get paid or if guy 4 is about to retire or whatever, well, yeah, you he, have to be bringing other guys along he, to he plug Silva
3: is, is just an insurance policy. Yes. He's not a project.
1: No, he's not. He's not. He is an insurance policy. The representatives of the basketball organizations heralding from San Francisco and Portland put the basketball through the cylinder more times than Utah's representatives, resulting in their representatives being assigned more points in the designated 48 minutes of well, time. Well, I'm
3: glad he said cylinder because another thing that bugs me is cup. Cup has to have a bottom. Agreed. We're talking Dude. to you, Locke. Knock it off. Well, uh, DB said it last night. The great DB. No. Yeah, she said it. No. And I love DB. Just fantastic
1: DB. Doris Berkeley.
3: <laughs> so I want to hear Jim Nance. Oh, it's in the basket for <laughs> no, golf.
1: That's a cup. That is literally a cup.
3: <laughs> they don't go, if they're interchangeable, how come golf never uses it? They should Next be. week's PGA, I want to see them do that. I want to hear them do that.
1: All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We want to thank everybody who had us down here today broadcasting live uh, here in Utah County, having a good time, uh, raising money here for uh, some people who are doing some really good work. It's the uh, Dyslexia Society of Utah. You can find them online, org, And raising money here to help kids who, uh, who need a diagnosis and uh, who need a little bit of training on how to master some of the difficulties they're having reading. So oh, yeah, want to thank the important. people from Elite Works. Right, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Your wife's a teacher, and so uh, she's probably been uh, down this road a few times. And I have my teaching credential. Yes, you do.
3: Long thank- since expired, but I had one. I, I got one. I went through <laughs> thank the program.
1: You. Thank you, Grand Canyon. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for us today. DJ and PK, we're out of here. We'll see you tomorrow from 6 to 10 on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.